0: And we are live. We are back after a week break to bring you the Landmark Sports Show on podcast.
1: What episode we at here, Amp? Four
0: five? I think four.
1: All right. We're cruising. Yep. And let's lead off with the, our bread and butter here, a little UFC.
0: What we got? All right, so this past Saturday, it was a main event fight between two top ten lightweights, <clears throat> Paul Felder and Dan Hooker, and woo, what a fight that was. Tell me about oh, it. Oh, man, it was such a back-and-forth fight. Both guys trading leg kicks, standing and striking. The, the wrestling of Dan Hooker, taking down Paul Felder when we all thought he was tired. And in the end, Dan Hooker got a split decision victory.
1: Now, tell me about these guys, because these are two, you know, I'm starting to improve my UFC knowledge. However, these are two guys I'm not very familiar with. So can you tell me a little bit about about each of them?
0: So Dan Hooker used to compete in the featherweight division, and he only has, I believe, two losses now in his pro career, and he has 15 wins. And he is a great fighter, all-around fighter. He's stand-up, his wrestling, <clears throat> one of the best. And then Paul Felder, another veteran, He is he's a great stand-up fighter. His ground game is super dangerous. Um, both guys are just big strike-up fighters, and they're both awesome to watch.
1: Now, are either of them going to make a run towards the belt, or are they a little <laughs> bit of ways away? What happened? Are either one of them going to make a run towards the belt, or are they they still a little bit away?
0: Well, Paul Felder just lost, and he's thinking about retirement. Oh, okay. And then Dan Hooker... Hooker, Hooker, no. I think he probably will fight Justin Poirier next. All right, but, I mean, that's
1: that's kind of a step up, right? That's a step up.
0: Yeah. All
1: All right. right. In terms of fighting... It was in terms of the fight.
0: It was a good fight. Oh, it was a great fight.
1: Now, what channel was this one on? This wasn't a pay per view, was
0: it? No, this was ESPN Plus.
1: Hmm, that ESPN Plus.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotta get
0: that. Well, the thing about ESPN Plus, you can watch all the other UFC fights, but you just can't even watch. You can't watch the pay per view live because you got to buy it. Yeah,
1: they still make you pay for the the big ones, right? Yep.
0: All right. All let's right. get let's get into a fight that just got announced. What for we got? for UFC 250. Yeah, 250 on May 9th. It's going to be a bantamweight title fight between Henry Cejudo and former UFC featherweight champion Jose Aldo. Oh, that's a good one. Eh, I'm not pumped for this fight. No, why not? Aldo doesn't deserve the title shot. He's He's lost four out of his last six fights, and he's on a two-fight losing streak.
1: What's he ranked right now? Nine. Oh, wow. And Sohuda's the champ?
0: Yeah. Apparently, the rankings don't matter.
1: Yeah, so why is Aldo getting a shot?
0: Because Henry Cejudo wanted the fight, and then also, <laughs> this card is in Brazil, so Aldo, Brazilian. Who do you think would be better suited to take on Cejudo? Algermain Sterling. Yeah. He's on a four-fight win streak. He's ranked number two in the division. He's coming off the biggest win of his career last June against Pedro Munoz, who was in the top three. So you think
1: this one's a little more of a money grab than it is setting up a good fight?
0: Yeah, I think that should have been the fight that they made. Mm.
1: Also,
0: I mean, also, I think I, mean, Al- I think Aldo is on the downfall of his career. He's a little older, right? Yeah, he's like, what? What is he now? 32, 33?
1: Yeah. So, you're not giving him much of a shot in this one?
0: No, nah, I think so. Rudo wins. Any,
1: anything announced in the undercard yet or not yet?
0: Uh, not yet. All
1: right. So, things are a little quiet in UFC right now, right? They'll, they'll start heating up when we get closer to the summer.
0: Right, and also, like, they're not going to give you much since, um, you know, they're still trying to get... The uh, Yoel Romero-Israel Adesanya fight to happen.
1: How, are they any closer with that or what?
0: Well, the fight's scheduled, but let's just hope Romero can make weight. hmm When's that one
1: scheduled
0: for? I think March 8th or March 7th. Is that 249? So that's in like... That's next week, actually.
1: Yeah, that's coming up.
0: We'll get predictions next week. Okay,
1: right, that sounds good. Yeah. Anything else in the UFC or you wanna talk another combat sport here, a little boxing?
0: Let's move on.
1: All right. Did you catch a fight on Saturday? I did. I didn't I didn't watch it. Tell me tell me about it. I know how it I know how it turned out, but tell me tell me what you saw from your perspective.
0: You know for a lot of people saying that Tyson Fury was gonna get knocked out in this fight, they in my mind I'm like, You guys are crazy. Tyson Fury just dominated that whole fight. He dominated Deontay Wilder. What was his biggest advantage? Was it the size or the reach or what do you think? I think for um, Tyson Fury, it's just that he's, he's more around the – he's a better complete all-around fighter or boxer, I should say, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. And also, he was – I think he weighed in at like 270 for the fight. So I think he was like twenty pounds more than um, Wilder was.
1: Yeah, at least because I think I think Wilder was in like the two forty. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so quite a quite a size advantage, pretty big reach advantage too, right? Yeah. Um. So he just he just wore him down. Did he think of knocking Wilder down at all or no?
0: He knocked down Wilder, quite a few times in the fight. Oh yeah. <clears throat> he knocked him down in the third round fifth round, and I think in the sixth round, if I'm not mistaken. If I remember correctly.
1: And Wilder never caught him?
0: Yeah, and then um, the corner, they threw in the towel. Huh. Yeah.
1: So, uh, I guess I already heard there's probably going to gonna be a Wilder and Fury 3. You looking forward to that one?
0: That wouldn't make sense. There was one fight. Well, huh? what's that? There's one fight that makes sense for Tyson Fury right now. Uh, Joshua.
1: Yep. Yeah, but I guess there was a clause in the fight contract that the loser could automatically get a third fight. And Wilder said he's going to do
0: that. So it sounds like they're going to fight again. And I don't see Wilder having any success in the third fight. No. I mean, we saw what happened in the second fight. I mean, it just showed you. Fury was just the better boxer.
1: Yeah, so, you know, but we're probably going to end up seeing Wilder Fury over the summer, and then if Fury wins that, then hopefully Fury Joshua, right? As long
0: as Joshua will actually accept the fight.
1: Now, Joshua's the guy that got beat by Ruiz, right? Yeah. But then he beat, then he fought him again, he got his belt back, right? Yeah. And he's he's, like, kind of thought of as the best heavyweight right now?
0: Yeah, but I think after that performance, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight in the world right now. Right. Now,
1: why has Joshua been hesitant to fight
0: Fury? He doesn't want to fight any of them because I think Joshua knows he will get knocked out by both guys. Maybe not knocked out by Fury, oh. but he will get knocked out by, um, by Walter.
1: So he hasn't wanted to fight Fury or while Yeah,
0: he doesn't want to fight any of them. I mean, he's been—I de- mean, he declined both fights quite a few times.
1: Wow. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah. All right. Ready to talk a little basketball? Let's do it. <clears throat> NBA starting to heat up. We're making the push <clears throat> towards uh, postseason now.
0: I can't believe that. I cannot believe that we're already close to the playoffs.
1: Yeah,
0: we're getting there. Yeah. What do you
1: think about the Nets sh- shutting down Kyrie? You think they should have done it earlier, or what? What do you think? Taking that situation. In my
0: opinion, can we trade Kyrie Irving?
1: Nah, I don't think you're able to
0: trade him. Like, oh my god! You're
1: stuck with
0: him. You know, I wish we had kept D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, D'Angelo, for him being 24 now, he's a way better leader than Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And then it seems like the Nets are just better without Kyrie Irving.
1: Yeah, it's sort of it's kinda inexplainable of because even the um the Celtics after Kyrie left there they got better.
0: Right. But then also too, give them props, they got um Kemba Walker. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah. Kyrie's out for the rest of the season. I'm not concerned at all because Brooklyn is still in the playoff hunt. I think, I think we'll still be around the seventh spot.
1: Yeah, they're still going to make the playoffs. I think the ninth team is pretty far back.
0: Yeah. So, what's up with Ben Simmons? I heard he's injured?
1: Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty banged up, I think. I don't know. The Sixers are kind of a mess. Embiid is causing problems. I hope they trade him. I'd love to see them trade him to like Miami or something. Get some some of the young guys Miami had. Um, I don't know. The Sixers are sort of a, a mess. I've just been. I'm like kind of excited for the, the NBA playoffs in general because you know I think there's a lot of good teams and they think they're going to be pretty exciting. But I'm definitely not excited for the Sixers' prospects.
0: So you think the Sixers should trade Joel Embiid?
1: Yeah, get him out.
0: Wow. Yeah. Man, that's that's surprising to hear because I know you're a fan of him, um, Joel Embiid. Yeah,
1: I don't know. He's kind of been turning me off lately. He's, you know, doing a lot of silly things. And
0: just, yeah.
1: I don't know. He just—I don't think he's realized his potential. I think the Sixers need to make a change at head coach too. Yeah. Get rid of Brett Brown they need some new voices the
0: Okay, so I was reading online. Many people are giving their predictions for the NBA Finals. Mostly, a lot of people are saying Lakers, Bucks. A lot of people are also saying Raptors, Clippers. Mm. I would not. That is actually an interesting, bold prediction.
1: That would be interesting. Kyrie against his old team. That would be kind of cool.
0: Wait, what happened?
1: Uh, Not Kyrie. Kawhi against his old team. Oh, yeah.
0: I was going to say Kyrie. He didn't play for any of those teams. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh should we make some predictions, some early predictions ourselves?
0: Oh yeah, we can make some predictions right now. All
1: right. You want to go first or me go first? You go
0: ahead and go first.
1: I'm gonna go Lakers Lakers Bucks. Um I'm gonna go Lakers really more about Paul George. Um I think, you know, Kawhi at this point is every bit the player LeBron is, but I think that Anthony Davis is, is an X factor there. He's just, he's really difficult to defend. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, Paul George has kind of had a reputation for not being great in big moments. Yeah. Um, so I'll be rooting for the Clippers because I, I really like Kawhi a lot, uh, but I think the Lakers are going to go. Um, I think the Bucks are just, they're ready to make a step. Forward, I think
0: they're ready to make the championship as well. Yeah. All right. So, for my prediction, um, I'm also going to go Bucks and Lakers. I think the Lakers are playing with an extra chip on their shoulder because they want to keep honoring um, Kobe's legacy. So, yeah. I- I'm going to say Bucks, Lakers, but I'm going to say Bucks win in six games.
1: Oh, wow the bold prediction. I'm not ready to predict who's going to win, but I think the Bucks winning is a pretty bold prediction at this
0: point. They're just the best team in the NBA right now. I mean, they may have the best bench too. Yeah, they're, just, they're playing very well as a complete team. I mean, oh, prediction. Who? Where do you think Giannis is going this offseason? Or is he staying?
1: Seems like there's a lot of talk about him going
0: him and my, him and Jimmy Butler. Woo! yeah, they got some good young players around
1: that team too. Yeah.
0: So. so, I'm predicting. Okay, so, the Warriors, you know, they're trying desperately to get cap space because they want to sign, they want to sign Giannis. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I do believe that Giannis stays with the Bucks.
1: Right. Um, I don't
0: see him leaving. I really don't. Especially if they
1: win a championship, he might be compelled to stick around. But he's he's like a pretty understated superstar. But you know, at some point, these guys get so big, and they don't they don't want to live in Milwaukee anymore. You know, like they want to live in Miami or LA or Chicago or right. New York. Um, so it'd be interesting to see.
0: Yeah. All right. Should we go on to our last topic? All right, let's wrap it up yeah. with a little baseball talk. All right, Yeah, tough week for the Yanks. <sighs> Very tough week for the Yankees. Um, so we lost Luis Severino, who's out for the whole year. Tommy John. Um, now Giancarlo Stanton may miss the first game of the season because he's injured again. Mm.
1: Not good for the
0: Yanks. No, but on the bright side, without Luis Severino, our rotation for right now is gonna be Garrett Cole, Masahiro Tanaka, J Hap, Jordan Montgomery, and Luis Sessa. And then when we get James Paxton and um Domingo Herman back, our rotation is gonna be Cole, Tanaka. I mean Cole, James Paxton, Tanaka, Mon- J Hap. And um, Domingo Herman. That's gonna be a killer rotation.
1: Yeah, you're you're a little top heavy there. I think you know. Obviously, Cole is amazing, and Tanaka is very good, but a little
0: weak in the back end there. No, we're not. How are we weak?
1: Uh, I tell you, You know, he was only just an average pitcher, and he's getting older. Um, I don't know. I don't know about anything about Domingo Herman, but you know Paxton throws really hard. You know, he's an addition.
0: And to I think
1: they're, they're going to miss Severino. And though. at the end
0: of the year, in the final ten games last season, J. Hop had a two point twenty two ERA. Yeah, he got. Lunch. No, he didn't. <laughs> Let's talk about your Phillies.
1: Uh you know, looking good. Like we talked about before, they're. they're they're eight position players. I think are going to be a really solid group. I have concerns about the back end of the rotation also. I think going Wheeler, Nola, 1-2 is, is a good you know good way to start. But then they're like, they're Arrieta, um, who's been injured off and on, uh, getting older. And then they have um, some combination of Vince Velasquez. Um, who's the other two? Did uh, I forget the other two's name. They, it's escaping me right now. But basically three guys that they've had that, that none of them have really lived up the potential. Uh, two of them are going to end up plotting in. Uh, Zach, Zach um, Eflin is one of them. Um, so, yeah. you know, I have some concerns about their three through five starters. and uh, It's hard to be really successful in the MLB if that's the case. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I think they're going to hit. And uh, they got good top end pitching. So, see how it goes.
0: How's Sir Didi looking?
1: Uh, p- pretty good, I think. You know, I I don't really start paying too much attention to like, how they're doing on a day to day until it gets closer to the right. season. You know, it's like March is such a long month. Um, it's hard to get into it too tightly now and then have to wait a whole month. So, you know, I kind of watch from a distance for now. I'll start getting into it closer to <clears> April.
0: So, I know it's early, but do you have a prediction for MVP and AL and NL?
1: Uh, yeah, AL. I'm gonna go Trout. I think he's just perennially good, really good. Um, and now he's got a little bit of protection in the lineup with uh, Rendon. Okay. Um, so I'll go Trout and the AL and the NL. You have to come
0: back to me on that one. I okay. Um, <clears throat> for my NL, I'm going to say Pete Alonzo. Oh, I think wow. he's going to take the next step in his young career. I think he's going to be even better than he was this past year. Um, And for the AL, it, it's it's between three guys. <clears throat> Mike Trout, for me, my personal pick... Gleyber Torres and Aaron Judge. Who's Gleyber, who's Gleyber Torres playing The one? Yankees. Hmm. He, had, he had himself a great year last year. Now he's going like, to take the next step in his career because now he's the full-time shortstop. I think
1: it's interesting. Two of your three picks happen to be Yankees. What happened? As I think it's interesting that two of your three picks happen to be Yankees.
0: Well, also, Aaron Judge, you know he should have won the MVP in 2017. Yeah. And if he sure. could just stay healthy, I think he's going to give Mike Trout a run for his money.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad one. I got my NL one. It's,
1: um, it's Kuno whatever from the Braves. That yeah.
0: One. That's a good
1: that's my why, I That's, that's, why that's a good
0: pick. Um, for me, right now, it's either Pete Alonso or Starlin Castro. I think Castro, I think he's going to be even better on the Nationals than he was on Miami. Yeah. Okay. All right,
1: we shall We see. shall indeed. Early predictions here. I like
0: it. All right, Ian, we hit the
1: 20-minute mark. That's right. Time to wrap. Yep. Right, so we we got um we got a date coming up on this calendar for uh, a YouTube in person filming, right? Coming up March, what did we say? 19th? Yeah, March nineteenth. All right, so we'll have a couple a uh, couple podcasts in between, but then everyone, stay tuned. We'll be coming to you and via
0: YouTube very yep. soon. All
1: right, Anne. all right. John. Have a good week, everyone. you guys, for watching.
0: Have a great week.